Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Nisa. And I'm Omar. Welcome to our podcast, Help I'm Sad. Today's episode is all about the difference between being alone and being lonely. We're going to talk about how to become comfortable with being alone and how to make the most out of your alone time. We're also going to discuss the dreaded feeling of loneliness and how we overcome feelings of loneliness in healthy ways. So if you're of the melancholy variety, you're a nervous wreck, or anything in between, settle in and make yourself at home. How are you feeling today? Today, to be honest, is a whirlwind. Um, life is happening, and I'm having to cope. Okay. <laughs> and um, I told you before the podcast, but mostly some family stuff, and so having to deal with that right now, and, but also like understanding this whole weekend, whole week that I've been with my family for the holidays, it has been well, over the holidays, has been um, priceless. You know what I'm saying? We made, we made merry. So I feel good, but also feel drowsy a little bit. Drowsy. <laughs> a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> because I had cried prior to this. Being honest, guys, I cried. <laughs> I cried hard. And wasn't that one of your... Yeah. This like one you of my... said, you were, when we started the podcast, you said you would... You wanted to cry more. I did say that. So, yeah, this is one of those moments. And I, okay, so <laughs> I think in the context of me saying that, I think when the moment comes for me to cry, I I hold it back mm. for the sake of holding the tears. Um, but this time I've allowed myself to actually release for multiple minutes. <laughs> Not that I was counting, but it felt longer than it was supposed to, yeah. and longer than I would normally cry. But also it helped that I was alone, so that was one reason. But then I call, also called somebody because um, I knew <laughs> I knew I couldn't I do by myself. Like I knew I couldn't do it by myself, and luckily I had people who reemerged in my life who. I knew I could call and who were present. And so that was a blessing in itself. And so, yeah, um, this crying thing, I still hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like the puffy eyes, like my, um, all this snot. I'm sorry, guys. Just, yeah, it's in a mess. <laughs> I hate it. So, yeah. How are you today? All, all me aside. <laughs> 
I'm okay. I think it's just that's what I always say. I'm okay. I'm coming to realizations about, like about certain things in my life. I mean, that forced me to grow, I guess. Yeah. And um, I think this episode is perfectly timed for my life right now. And honestly, I'm just trying to stay afloat mentally and emotionally because I don't know. I mean, have you ever been in a place where you feel like you're stuck? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. I'm stuck. And there are certain areas of my life where I feel like there should be movement based off of how other people are living or where they are, like their successes. And I'm just stressed out, like to be <laughs> honest. And I don't want to yeah. be stressed out. Like I'm, it takes too much energy to be stressed out. But without those tools, I'm not naturally a carefree person. So it's hard for me to like detach from the stress. Yeah. And so without those tools, it's like it really is an effort to like de-stress and not be anxious and just take life as it comes. I so wish I was that person who just took life as it comes and was like, oh, life is an adventure. To me, it's torture. So I <laughs> yeah. So like, what are you what are you doing to de stress? What is that, um, what is that looking I'm like? I'm trying to do more things that I enjoy, and trying to take tiny steps to get to where I want to be. Because like in my head, I think I should be in one place that I'm currently not in, and so in my head, I'm like, there's so many steps to get there. But when you break it down and you do one thing at a time, you eventually get there, and yeah. it doesn't feel like it's such a big leap to get there yeah and those steps usually take a lot longer than you ideally yeah think they're supposed to happen yeah i get that yeah so what are three words that would describe your current mood or your energy um mood or energy i'm gonna go in between so my mood right now i mean i'm pretty lax because i'm with you (laughs) (laughs) um but before i got to you i would I, i would say my energy was heavy um, just because of the news and the reality of of life having to set in. So that was, that's where I'm currently. <laughs> and then we're having to record. So I just wanted to, you know, yeah. <laughs> be, as, be as genuine and honest as possible. Um, so yeah, uh, t- I say tired. I say tired. You said heavy. Heavy. That's mood. Uh, or my energy is heavy. Um, what else? What am I feeling? Honestly, I'm feeling really content. And I'm feeling, I really, I don't know if I was hoping to feel worse than I feel because I think this time two years ago or last year, I don't think I was in a, a very emotional, in emotion, in a very emotionally stable place mm-hmm. to deal with news like this. Yeah. And to still want to produce or, mm, you know. That's real, yeah. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> work. And so... I'm grateful, and so yeah. I just I'm trying to just be there. Okay. Yeah. How? What is your mood? What is your energy? Describe um, the three words. <laughs> I think the first word would be. I don't know. Like it's so hard to like um, label your feelings. I feel like sometimes, especially in the moment. Yeah. Like you can look back at it and be like, "Oh, I was feeling this way," but mm-hmm. like right now, I'm just like, I guess the first for my mood, I would say. I'm relaxed, I guess. Um, but is it really relaxed or is it like 
That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to overthink it. Are you content? It, but I'm not content. But my <laughs> Why aren't you content? What, is, what content mean to you? Because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, there's a general synopsis dictionary mm-hmm. term of content. But, like, being human beings is, like, an experience in of itself. So, like, a level of contentment, what does that mean to you? Content means, I think some people conflate content with, like, happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, like, feeling like your life is where it, it is and you're okay with it you're not stressing i mean there could be stressors but you're not it's not overtaking you and kind of just like going with the flow i feel like that's what content means to me and i'm not in that place right now (laughs) i'm trying to be in that place but i think when i meant relaxed i was like i don't understand if it's like relaxed like i'm truly relaxed or i'm relaxed because i'm in a state of depression where i don't care about anything Right. And so that's what it's like. Mm, I don't think that's what real relaxation is. Right. I think relaxation is like you care, but you're just relaxed. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, I'm relaxed because, you know, what else could go wrong? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, in my head, well, I'm just like, well, I'm relaxed. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a level of being numb as well. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, definitely. it is what it is. Definitely. So I think I would say my mood, I'm not going to change it. I'm going to change it from relaxed to numb at the moment. I'm numb. Um, two more words. I would say tired. I wouldn't say tired. I would say exhausted. I would use exhausted, but I, I thought that was kind of dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tired on a daily basis. It's just like when it compiles to a point where I feel like yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah. exhausted. And then the third word I would say is hopeful. This is all mm. ironic because it's like, how can you be depressed and numb, but also like hopeful? I don't know. I just feel hopeful that like something has to change. Yeah. And like, I, I'm a firm believer that like once you hit rock bottom, there's further, like things can always get worse. Definitely. But I'm trying not to think that way. I'm trying to have a more positive mindset. So I'm trying to be hopeful and have expectations that things are going to get better because I'm actively taking steps for things to get better. Yeah. And also... I like to think in the way that, like, statistically, this many bad things can't happen in a row. <laughs> you know? Like, no. They can, really. but it, I, you know, I feel like there has to be one moment of, like, excitement, one moment of victory. Yeah. In the midst of, like, that feeling of being stuck where you're like, oh, I'm not winning anything or I'm not growing in any way aside from mentally, emotionally. I think that's something I struggle with. Like, yes, I've grown as a person, but I haven't grown in any way that I feel like is materialized. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I definitely felt like, for a long time, I feel even as a kid, like, I feel like that at some point when trauma start (laughs) coming into my life, there was a, 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 a time of, well, I don't feel emotionally spiritual. Well, I don't feel emotionally capable and I'm spiritually driven. Mm-hmm. And so because those two things are conflicting, I just physically cannot care enough Yeah. about <laughs> my physical. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, Yeah. So that, that, that brings true. Yeah. And it also made me think of when, like, just an idea of, like, a person, say, walking in a desert he's walking backwards always looking at the pa- like looking behind him versus get hopping in the car and just having a rear view mirror just to look back at cuz you know what's back there is behind you yeah. and it's 
a part of history and it's part of what got you to that point. And I think there's there's answers in those, like your walk of history, like your why. Some of your whys are in your in your past, but but also some of your whys in your future and in your present. And you got you have to kind of balance and simultaneously, yeah, be all that in one. So I yeah. I think that's so hard is like finding that balance because I used to be the person who looked in the past a lot and I like attributed my depression to the fact like they say like oh when you're depressed it's because you focus on the past and when you're anxious it's because you're too preoccupied with the future and I find that to be true (laughs) and well for my life I found it to be true um and also in some ways not true yeah but for me the reason I focus on the past and I feel like other people who might be listening to this will relate is that I'm trying to figure out what I did wrong or what someone else did wrong or how I could improve so that it doesn't happen in the future, which contributes to my anxiety because I'm like, well, I don't want that bad thing to happen again or I don't want to have that horrible feeling again in the future, so what can I do to change it? And so then you get stuck in the past of thinking, well, I should have done this or what if I said this or whatever? And so then you start to feel depressed and I'm trying not to get in that place, but I'm also trying to, like like you said, find a balance where you you are self-reflecting so that it's constructive, but you aren't, like, dwelling in the past. And for me, that's something that I'm a part of this year. I'm saying this year is in 2022 because I don't know. We're still in oh, 2021. Yeah, I, but, hello. Yeah, I but mean, I'm thinking 2022. Yeah. Is that I'm trying to get better at letting go, thing, let, letting go of things and letting go of people Mm -hmm. and so to me that's tied to the past yeah because it's just so hard i don't know there's like this block in my mind where it's like this is because something was good or because um i had a good experience or whatever i feel like it should last which isn't true like everything comes and goes and that's Mm -hmm. just something that's hard for me to wrap my mind around but i'm trying to get better at that so that i'm not depressed like (laughs) like how can i find ways to be more mindful and not be depressed so that i'm more productive yeah this is the segment of the podcast where we ask the (laughs) hard-hitting would you rather questions so what's your first question omar okay this is my favorite part would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? I would have to say I would want my only mode of transportation to be a donkey, I guess. I personally, I feel like giraffes are more interesting animals. And I think that's probably why I would pick <laughs> a giraffe. But the thing with the giraffe is that it's so high up. Like, what if you fall down? That's like, you're going to die. And then, or at least break something um, pretty badly. And then also, I don't know, there's just such a plus to having a giraffe as, like, your mode of transportation because it's so high up, you can see so much. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I guess it is pretty high up. I'm figuring out how to get up the giraffe every day. That's easy. But, like, getting down, cool. But, like, what if you go crazy? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then also, I feel like it's giraffes are probably move slower because they're so tall. Mm-hmm. Whereas a donkey might be able to get you somewhere faster because it's yeah. shorter. Yeah. But donkeys, like, aren't cute. You know what I'm saying? And like, I a think giraffe aesthetically, is cute. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's right? not aesthetically pleasing. Right. My eye. 
And I think as you get older, you're willing to pay for what you really like. So <laughs> if I don't want a donkey. I don't want a donkey. I want a giraffe. Right. But um, a giraffe doesn't live. I mean, they live about the same life. They have the same about lifespan. Really? I mean, captivity giraffes about seven, 27 years, they say. And donkeys about 25 to 30 years in the wild. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I just can't picture a donkey in the wild. I just feel like they're domesticated in some sense. Like, yeah. like, what yeah. do they? Well, no, how do they stay alive? Like, what do they? <laughs> grass, <laughs> right? I get no. I mean, like, how do they stay alive? Like, away from predators? Because mm. I just feel like there's nothing. I don't know. But I feel like the world been civilized for a long time now, so I feel like the donkeys are haphazardly protected by us because we use them. Yeah. On a regular, you know what I'm saying? That's another pro for having a donkey as mode of transportation, though, because they're used to being, like, used to, like, haul things. Mm-hmm. Whereas giraffes are, like, they just are cute to look at. You can't imagine. I don't know if you can, they even carry much weight on their backs. They're a not giraffe? like Yeah. They're not like, they're not like uh, kangaroos. And are they, like, built to carry stuff? Like, I feel like their backs are kind of, like... like they're the, built, like... Like the, like the... What's it called? Like the... The surface area, yeah. I feel like, isn't big enough to carry anything, really. Well, guys, if you, I want to know what you guys think. A donkey or a giraffe, which one would you prefer? Now, the re- the next would you rather question is, would you rather not be able to see any color or have wild but constant tinnitus, which is ringing of the ears? Um, There's, like, a period in my life where I actually had tinnitus. Um, or something similar to it. Yeah. And, like, you don't think that it would, like, push you to a point of craziness, but, like, it can. So I'm going to go with the first one (laughs) because I've already experienced it just for, like, a short period of time. And tinnitus, I heard, like, tinnitus is really bad when you're, like, stressed out. Yeah. But I had it for different reasons. Um, They also say, like, if you have, like, ringing the ears, it's, like, your angels talking to you or something mm. but i don't know <laughs> but um yeah i don't like tinnitus it gets so annoying because that's like all you hear do you hear even when you're sleeping like as you're going to sleep when Does, I is tinnitus? it louder is it louder when you're about to go to sleep well you're, yeah like, because to wind it's quiet right. but like if it's like throughout the day like i would have it and it wouldn't be as bad, but I think it's just because there's other noises around, yeah. so it drowns it out. But yeah, it was really hard to go to sleep with tinnitus. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. What was the first one part of the question? Um, would you rather be able to see? Would you ever not be able to see any color? Oh man, I take Everything that back. Everything be black and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That could kind of be romantic in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes it's nice to we look at black and white pictures. You <laughs> look at black and white pictures like, oh, this is like a vibe. Yeah. So maybe it would I'll get be. tired though. Like yeah, color is amazing. And then like you're the only person that's not gonna see color. So imagine what you're gonna wear every day. Yeah. Are you gonna like just go black and white just because you're safe in that realm? Yeah. <laughs> because that I is would. your range of motion. <laughs> that is your spectrum. Yeah. You're limited to. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to just go with the ring of the ears because for me, I don't, I don't think I ever experienced that. I do hear like, mm, like humming. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, and it's high pitched enough for me to feel like that's ringing. Yeah. And so I think I'll just go with that and, and see color. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) proudly.
So our episode is about the difference between being alone and being lonely. And I have to say that this episode is definitely happening at such a perfect moment in my life. Uh, My new year intention for 2022 was to become comfortable with being alone and maximizing my alone time mm-hmm. um and maximizing my alone time so that i feel less lonely um and trying to use my alone time to be more constructive whether that's like self-growth or just doing a hobby that i enjoy like something to bring joy in my life and not see being alone as this thing that is bad i guess so let's start with defining loneliness Loneliness is the emotion of feeling sad and unhappy about being socially isolated. Um, do you feel like this definition rings true for you and your life and your experiences? Um, yes. Um, I think generally, as a, as a broad, like I thought of this as a broader spectrum, as black people, we feel very isolated. We are oftentimes made to feel very isolated and I think that creates a level of loneliness that is almost undefinable because it's not like everybody's lived experience and almost well I don't know a lot of black people that you speak to about your feeling about being alone in their face and be like yeah I feel this way so of course I felt it and so on the broader spectrum as black people you feel it because were looked at as less than were thought of less than but then on a loneliness on a personal level um i'm i'm the oldest of three but i'm like the only boy and i'm like a five-year gap between the middle child and so i always was like placed in like (laughs) on a pedestal for myself (laughs) i felt like i felt like a only child for a second because like, I never had to share anything. Yeah. You know, I had my own, like, I had my own lane in terms of just being the first to do it within the compound, the confines of my parents' relationship, you know? So, yeah, loneliness is definitely felt, unhappiness for sure, yeah. How about you? Um, I think the definition rings true for me in some ways. I think loneliness doesn't necessarily have to do with feeling socially isolated, meaning, like, you're not physically around other people. Yeah. I think there's as we talked about in earlier in an earlier episode about emotional loneliness and then also phys- physically being like separate from someone. Yeah. And I think for me personally in my experiences I have felt tremendously lonely around people that I shouldn't feel lonely. Mm. Like your family. Yeah. That's about it for me, but like <laughs> the feeling lonely around family where traditionally that's supposed to, that feeling of loneliness should be resolved once you're around people that are supposed to care about you. Or your peers. You. Yeah, I've, or your I've peers. I felt very lonely around peers, especially in high school. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't have a, a, I didn't have like, I had groups of friends, but they weren't like solid enough friends for me to be yeah. like, <laughs> every day I'm going to see you and we're going to just talk every day. Yeah. But like. Yeah, I definitely felt like loneliness for sure. I have a question peers. about the peers thing. So, I know for me personally, like I had like growing up, I had like, oh, these are my school friends, right? Yeah. Like, and then within that group, there was a subgroup which is like, these are my 
volleyball team members which are my mm-hmm. friends i am having air quotes <laughs> and then there's um my classmates like people who are just in the same classes as me those are my friends and then i have like friends from other extracurricular activities i never really wanted them to mesh like <laughs> to yeah to, like, come together because i was just like okay you're my classmate friend you're my teammate friend and i don't know it's not even like they had separate uses i guess it was just like there's a lot to unpack there but for me it was like and i and i continued that growing up so like when i got my first job i was like okay that's my these are my work friends and even to this day like if i have coworkers, you are strictly my work friends i don't want to see you outside of it and if you were from college i don't want to see you outside of that setting and i don't know if that's something that's wrong with us or like with me but I don't like when those things congeal and like conflate because I don't know. It's because it, even then in that situation, like at school, when I had my school friends, I, I don't want you at my house. I don't want you're strictly for school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have party friends. You have like, yeah. Okay. So my, my logic through navigating through that idea, because I have so many groups of friends from so many different lives you know what yeah. i'm saying and i think for me it one i i think i made myself responsible for hosting maybe like a gathering or hosting like a meeting for people to like actually vibe and then i felt responsible like so if i gotta do that like i want to pair people together or make friends connections genuine people like who are going to be genuine yeah. and not feel like they had to put up a facade or put up a uh, a representative for this time being, just because they're trying to appease what I'm, what I've got going on, and for like big engagements like weddings or whatever birthday parties, it's not about anybody else but you. So like, for those occasions, get, bring all your people together. Yeah. But like outside of like when you want to go to the skating ring and you <laughs> know you have good times with both sides of pe- both side of your friend groups. Yeah. How do you navigate that? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't go. Uh, like if I don't. If I don't have to, I don't. I really don't. Yeah. Um. And I wonder if it's an introvert thing because now that I think about it, it might just be like an introvert it might be. thing. Because for me, the issue isn't just like I don't want my my work friends to meet my college friends or vice versa. It's like I just don't. <laughs> this sounds bad. I just don't want you around me. <laughs> Like, the truth is, I just want to be able to socialize, and I think I just figured it out. Like, you're my work friends because I have set aside, during this shift, that is my social time. And after that shift, it's my alone time. Yeah. And, like, you can't, I don't want you to feel like you can ever impose on that alone time. Yeah. And this is what, like, we'll get further into it in the episode, but humans are truly complex because even I don't fully understand myself. It's like for being an introvert and liking my alone time, there's an aspect of me that enjoys quality time. That's my love language. Mm-hmm. And if <laughs> this is so messed up, <laughs> if you're not obsessed with me and you don't want to be around me 24 7, you have a problem. Well, but then I also don't want you around me 24 7 because it's annoying, <laughs> right? <laughs> But there, the desire has to be there. Yeah. And then I should be the one to reject you. So if you're saying you, should have you can't the reject option me. <laughs> yeah. to reject. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, that's very selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I definitely felt that selfish before <laughs> in, yeah. in terms of just like wanting to know you want me around, but not necessarily wanting you around. Like yeah. I can call you and you'll be here. But you could just stay where you're at. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a result of not having boundaries. Like, yeah. not even just, like, self-imposed boundaries, but, like, there are boundaries that are expected in society. Like, it's you, it's not necessarily stated, Yeah. but it's, a, it's kind of obvious that there should be a boundary. And I think sometimes those get crossed. And, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking, like, okay, the reason I probably set up such hard boundaries is because I, they were crossed when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And people in my life who should have known what the boundaries were cross them and so i'm like i just need to be alone like <laughs> like and that's like, yeah and not even the process because you don't you don't end up processing yeah. <laughs> like we don't as black people we don't know what processing actually means and doing the healing work but we sit there and they'd be like oh, okay like this really just <laughs> yeah. blew me yeah. yeah having those boundaries crossed when you're younger makes you someone when you're older who is more controlling i guess in the sense where, like how I said, I should be the one to reject you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a problem. And I acknowledge that, okay? Yeah. But I think it's a matter. It's because I didn't feel like I had that power when I was younger. Yeah. And so I want it now in my relationships is that I want, it's okay to be obsessed with me. <laughs> and to, like, <laughs> want to be around me all the time. I understand that desire. Right. But I want to be the one to say yes or no you know i want to be the right. one to be like okay let's do 30 minutes <laughs> today <laughs> right <laughs> or i'm not feeling it today right i want to know do you enjoy being alone do you enjoy your alone time i do yeah. um now because i mean i've always i think i've always had to be comfortable being alone because of the environment society we live in in terms of like my parents having to work all the time yeah so like i just had to be alone and so like what do you what is a child doing there alone <laughs> it is like occupying your time and yeah. trying to be productive so like the gym has been a saving grace mm-hmm. for the past three four months just and just going in for like an hour or two and de-stress. you can't get me to go to the gym for an hour i would do 40 minutes tops i can't do an hour like like my past like four months ago i wouldn't recommend an hour or yeah. two uh, two wouldn't have came out of my mouth <laughs> but like yeah it's just i don't know i, I like i like i well at first when i went the first three months i went with my cousins so i had partners but now right. they fell off right because okay. people move on and, right. <laughs> and have lives uh so like i had to go by myself and like being responsible for that, like keeping my body up and doing exercises that are benefit to me and make mm-hmm. sure my posture's right, not because anybody else is watching, but because I don't wanna break anything or <laughs> hurt myself. Like yeah. We were talking about <laughs> if you enjoy being alone and that oh, yeah. doing a segue. Um oh, You were talking about the you? gym. Oh, I don't know if you had any more to okay. add. Okay. Um other than the gym, um, uh, meditating, doing yoga like I'm like for this year in year 2022 um first of all 2 is my my lucky number and so oh, okay. I just this year just feels like it's going to be magical is it Anyways, because your date your birthday is on the on second. second okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah since you want it out but that's so weird okay <laughs> another yeah. 
We're going to get yeah, off yeah, topic no, again. <laughs> but that's so weird because you're saying two is your lucky number. My birthday is August 18th. And I keep seeing 818, right? And I forget what it means, okay? But I've been looking at... I looked it up because I was like, I keep seeing 818. And it's not even like... You know how sometimes your brain can look for patterns? Yeah. And I realize it's not my brain looking for patterns because... Like, I'll look at the clock, and it'll be 7 o'clock, right? Yeah. And then, randomly, I decide to look later, it's 8.18. It's like, if all the times See. I could have, why didn't I look at it when it was 7.45 or something? Yeah. And I just feel like that, the meaning, are you looking up the meaning? Mm-hmm. The meaning of 8.18 is very um, appropriate for my life, <laughs> this period of my life. And I think it's so strange that it also happens to be my birth dates. 8.18 is a sign that your honest hard work will be rewarded. Um, there's no way to know for sure that you'll receive, so stay alert and look for the signs. Um, and I feel like a lot of people look for the signs with the intention to get what they ask for, which I guess is a part of manifestation. But I feel like a lot of the signs that you're honestly looking for aren't necessarily you're looking for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're just being a productive Per citizen of this world and doing yeah. the things that you feel your heart to do and then you look up and see oh i'm on the right path like because i see angel numbers all the time and it's not at this point i don't make a, a note to look at my watch right to look for those numbers because i really do have a lot of things to do so but when i find them it's like yeah. okay like i feel reassured in a way and yeah. it may be um some people may just think it's like a gimmick or whatever mm-hmm. just our new generational <laughs> thing we got with <laughs> yeah. spirituality but i like i resonate with the fact that i know my soul's here for a reason and so whatever my soul's asking to see yeah whether i'm conscious of knowing what it is i hope i listen you know yeah and i think one way to like know that i that it's for me that it's angel numbers is that there in different periods of my life I've seen different things. So it's not just like this thing that I've just like become accustomed to seeing it. Yeah. And so my brain wants to find it in everything. Because like for a long time for years I just kept seeing eleven eleven. And then one day I was like, Okay, that's super weird. Like, <laughs> let me look it up. Right. So I looked it up and doesn't it mean like everything's going to plan or something mm-hmm. like that? And so during that time in my life, that's what I really needed to hear and like yeah. no and then i've stopped seeing that and i and before i start before i started seeing 818 i saw one two three four mm. and i needed that as well i've been seeing that too yeah and so right now it's between sometimes i'll see one two three four and then sometimes i'll see 818 but mostly it's been 818 right now and i just feel like each time i've looked it up it's always been appropriate for the, that season of my life of what the meaning of those numbers are yeah so i feel like that's one way that i know like whether whatever you believe in, like, to me, that's God talking to me. And so yeah. that's what I need to keep going forward. Anyway, so we went way off track. You know, I remember what I was talking about. Two, <laughs> okay. like, so this year, in t- 2022, I don't really feel like this is not... I'm, I hate using luck because I just hate using luck. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm, I'm blessed. I feel like this year can be really blessed. And so... Um, Though life is happening right now, um, I do know that I'm traveling. I'm gonna be traveling a lot. Um, Rick Ross came out with an album last year, 
and he it can't, it was basically saying he's richer than he's ever been, and every day he says every day every person's richer than they ever been the day before, mm-hmm. unless you are drugged out. Your value is not within your drugs. Just come on, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, I digress. <laughs> um, but he he speaks about um being more valuable than the last day. Yeah. And I like since I've been able to do my own taxes as an adult every year, <laughs> um, I make more money every year. And so like I keep in mind my productivity my productivity throughout the year that would have catapulted me to a higher tax bracket or, you know what I'm saying, kept me where I where I'm where I am. Mm-hmm. Um and so this year I'm just I'm being productive in in a way that's satisfying to me like keeping peace of mind the first thing keeping God first you know the second like yeah. not the second thing but you know the first thing so yeah. and and realizing everything's not doesn't have to go as fast as we are almost programmed to think it's supposed to go and that's like a very real like I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is the idea that things aren't moving as fast Mm -hmm. as I would like them to because I know I struggle with that too I'm like okay I'm 25 and things aren't going as fast as I expected them to or as fast as I see it moving for other people Mm -hmm. or even as fast as I expect it for myself and that's such a hard mindset to get out of because our society is programmed programmed to focus on achievements Mm-hmm. Um, and typically achievements that are associated with financial welfare, gain, I guess, yeah. or financial gain. And trying to get out of that because I'm very, although I do everything to help the capitalistic society, I'm very much against it, yeah. <laughs> okay? And so I don't like the idea of having to work um, to prove yourself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To make that work is your everything. And so I think that kind of ties into, like, the topic of today's episode. But, like, I think I'm also someone who loves – I do enjoy alone time. Um, And the reason I enjoy being alone is because I can do what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just have time to do what I want. I can talk to myself. Um, Which is normal. Right, exactly. And healthy. You actually become smarter when (laughs) you talk to yourself. And – I can be with my own thoughts, which sometimes is scary, but, like, necessary. Um, And it's nice to, like, when you're alone, it allows you to miss people. Yeah. And it allows you to figure out what you want from life. Um, Figure out what's missing. You know what I'm saying? If you're constantly around people, you don't really necessarily realize what's missing. Yeah. Or you get too much feedback. Yeah. And you don't realize a lot of what they're saying is not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you spend most of your alone time, like, at the gym. Well, recently you yeah. spent most of your alone time at the gym. Yeah. For me, um, my alone time is rare <laughs> these days. <laughs> um, But I think that's f- relatable for most people because of the pandemic. Yeah. If you live with other people, you don't really get that much alone time. But the alone time that I do have, I've been trying to be constructive with how I use it. Um, Because my go-to is, like, as an introvert and someone with anxiety, I want to dissociate. 
so that means throwing on a television show and just letting my brain melt Mm -hmm. and like not think about anything yes but i'm trying to use that time that i would be watching tv or that time that i would be scrolling on tiktok i want to use that in a more constructive way and for me that's through self-growth and self-discovery and being more comfortable with being alone um in the sense that i want to be comfortable going places by myself and just like being there alone by myself I want to feel comfortable not having to communicate with anyone during my time when I'm alone. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And my my way of being constructive is like, journaling or reading or doing something that distracts me from that looming feeling of oh I'm lonely now yeah because I do think as someone I grew up as an only child and I had in the moment I didn't realize I was lonely but when I look back I'm like oh I was really lonely (laughs) and so um knowing that I had that feeling growing up I think that's something I kind of dread is that lonely feeling And so if I can distract myself from that feeling, not in an unhealthy way, but in a healthy way by like immersing myself in things that I love to do or finding ways to grow, I think that will dim down the loneliness feeling and, you know, kind of kick up the feelings of like, just like pride, I guess, like feelings of like, okay, like I can be by myself and it not 
and or not result in being lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so? What are, what are those things now that you're doing to combat those unhealthy? Because I mean, you, I I feel like you either learn unhealthy or healthy coping mechanisms to every emotion that we are gonna t- talk yeah. about on this podcast. So while learning yourself, you learn to do unhealthy. You learn to undo unhealthy things to, you know, possibly replace it with healthy things. So what are you doing healthily? to combat your loneliness while you're alone okay so i just want to start by saying i think there's a spectrum to like enjoying your alone time yeah for a long time i told myself and i believed that i enjoyed being alone and that i didn't need people yeah and so i would isolate myself and I got comfortable with being alone to an alarming extent. Yeah. And then I started realizing, okay, you know, maybe I do need people or I don't really want to be alone or I kind of want to have a social life. And, you know, I kind of want to learn to trust people again. <clears throat> and so I, you know, made friends. I was in school, all that stuff. And I think there's like, Trying to find the balance is what's tricky. Um, It's kind of like with attachments, like finding that perfect balance is like being too clingy, you know, wanting to be around people all the time versus self-isolating and being antisocial. Yeah. Or rather asocial. And so um, for me, I'm because I'm an anxiously attached person. And maybe one day we're going to I do plan on talking about that in further episodes, but like. I'm an anxiously attached person. And so once I do form that bond, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. with people, I tend to stay with that bond. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard for me to differentiate between space. It's hard to have those boundaries. Okay. (laughs) And so for me, I'm like, okay, especially if the person is like for introverts, I feel like it's hard to find that person that doesn't exhaust you. And so when you do find that person, you hold on to them because mm-hmm. then you get the best of both worlds. You get the socialization that you want, but you also feel at peace and not exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so when you find that, sometimes it's hard to learn the balance. And that's where like my anxious attachment comes in. And so for me, I'm learning that during my alone time, I need to do things that fuel me as a person and help me understand who I am as a person. And uh, so I'm someone who likes to write. Um, I like to read. Um, trying to get back into meditation. Me <laughs> both. Um, I like to exercise. Um, I like to listen to podcasts. Um, oh, like I like ours? to just yeah, like ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, in general, I just like to create. Um, yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do. So so that it's more of like a self exploration instead of being like so focused on another person, I guess, and then. I'm also trying to find that balance because I used to be that person who would like self isolate. And if you push me to that point, I can be that person again. And that's what I mean by balance is like, I've come to realize that about myself. Balance is hard for me. I'm either like hardcore. Or I'm nothing, you know, like I'm going to go hard or I'm not going to go at all. Yeah. And so for me, I'm trying to find that balance that when I do have alone time, it's okay to reach out to people. It's just like, don't let when you reach out, don't let that connection or let that relationship um 
take over your alone time. Yeah. And that's what's hard because, like, for me, I think, okay, well, if I don't want to be anxiously attached anymore or I don't, if I want to be comfortable with being alone, I can't talk to anyone, which is such an extreme thought to have and unrealistic because we're human and we need to socialize to survive. But that's just how my brain is because it's like, okay, I'd rather not have you at all or, like, not communicate at all than have boundaries, which is so messed up. <laughs> but, like, that's just a real... Because you almost... Because you have to be... Co- when I think when you do that, you have to establish boundaries for yourself, but then also be cognizant that that person has, has boundaries of their own or yeah. should have boundaries of their own that will maybe conflict with yours. Yeah. And so the communication, that's what communication comes in, where you kind of talk about what it is and what it is you will not tolerate based on your life experience, which at the basis of it, I think as a human, you should just understand, hey, I can't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I haven't been that traumatized or I haven't been that lonely before. I haven't been, haven't dealt with that level of grief. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a level of grief I know I haven't, experience ever in life yeah that i'm gonna have to experience soon not soon but like (laughs) one day yeah one day you know what i'm saying in a lifetime is soon um but i'm cognizant of other people have have having to have experienced that level of grief and knowing not knowing necessarily what to say Mm -hmm. because i don't know what what it is a person who is grieving who has lost someone they care about would need to hear yeah um, and I think that's me leaning more on my ego to be God than allow God to be God and speak through me, um, which I'm kind of working through on an everyday basis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. Um, but, like, have yeah, like, boundaries for both parties and communicating and understanding the loneliness, even though, that, even though like, and I think when you call a person about, like, if you're feeling lonely, having an intention behind the call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I think if you call them with no intention, the call you were wanting to make goes out the window with expectations because that person probably takes over the call. And now you're all your time that you wanted to give them for like five minutes. They took 20, 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes because they had a whole life story they were ready to tell you because you Amen. didn't have no reason to really be on a phone other than needing to possibly hear a voice say hi and yeah. bye but you didn't you couldn't quantify <laughs> that you yes. know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i've definitely been in those spaces and places so yeah those those are very it's very familiar yeah and i think like i think that like being anxiously attached is like where some people get caught up when you are anxiously attached and you do have a, a hard time being alone is that the reason why you have a hard time accepting someone else's boundaries is because you didn't put those boundaries up for yourself. Yeah. And so you feel like, well, I let other people cross those boundaries, so, so why aren't they letting you? me cross right. those boundaries? And that's such a twisted way of thinking because obviously that person is upset. Like, the anxiously attached person is upset that that person crossed their boundaries and that they couldn't uphold their own boundaries for themselves. Yeah. And so I think that's something I'm trying to learn from myself is that, like, it's healthy to have your own thing and then go back to whatever relationships or connections you have or whatever and everything will be okay like that distance doesn't mean bad things are happening during that time which is hard which i think it's called emotional permanence Mm. which is like 
being physically distant from someone makes you think that they have forgotten you yeah. or like that they have moved on or that bad feelings have developed during that time. And I know where that come from comes from, okay? Yeah. It's clearly from my father <laughs> issues, okay? <laughs> but for me, I think that's something that's really hard and I think that's why some people are scared to be alone. It's because, okay, if I have that distance, like something bad is going to happen during that time and you just have to trust and believe that like distance there is some truth to like what's it called distance makes the heart grow fond or whatever mm-hmm. i think there is some truth to that i mean for some people yeah because i could be honest i'm also that person who's like distance makes me forget about you yeah and it's not because of you it's because of me like i will just forget because you're it's the emotional permanence thing like you're not there so then i think you don't exist <laughs> which is you wrong because honestly like if I can't expect to be flexible if I'm not practicing yoga every day. Right. Or almost every day and expect different results. Like, it's not going to make sense. So, in a relationship, any relationship, I'm thinking about the ship part. Like, we're in a boat together. We're supposed to be navigating this thing together. So, like, if if our communication style is not linking up as often as within a week, two, three times, four times a week, then what type of relationship do we have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you, and then you have to evaluate the type of relationship you have and create boundaries that will that will allow for that relationship not to bother you so much. You know what I'm saying? Not to diminish the time that I mean, we're all kind of on borrowed time. So like yeah. realizing the time, hey, we're doing work or we're actually just having fun or right? we're actually just getting to know each other. But like What's the next? What's the next time? Because I need yeah. for me. I need to know. You know, yeah. I'm doing this healing process. I need to understand because the way my mind's gonna go, and then where I'm yeah. gonna go, <laughs> like it's gonna take time. Like I had to, for me to be in a gym, on my like go to the gym every day on my own. Like I had to think some positive thoughts and then think some like crazy thoughts just to get me there. Okay. Just be, just to start off, and then eventually, like I got to the point where. Now my body is getting used to like being there. Yeah, like, it's like muscle memory. Yeah, so now like, yeah, so I had to like psych myself out. Yeah, <laughs> trick myself, <laughs> trick my mind. I'm trying right. to be smart in my mind, guys. <laughs> right. Okay. So when do you feel most lonely? When do I feel most lonely? Um, without any context of that question, this, I feel like this. <laughs> These questions are very good and broad. <laughs> uh, when do I feel most lonely? Um, I try, I try not, I try not to dwell on loneliness too much, um, because I think that's like in the realm of depression and just kind of just sitting your own thoughts and head and stuff like that. So, I think I, I do a lot, a lot of that anyway. So, I honestly, I really can't give you like a a time frame. I can't give you around the holidays, not really, because I have family and I'm not right. like that. I know the type of relationship I want, so I'm okay if I'm not <laughs> having it right now. Because also at the same time, I'm in my twenties, and it's an idea I have in my twenties that I'm not that I'm not planning to do in my thirties. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna just vibe out. Um, but I, you know, if we feel around the holidays, obviously. But I tune that out because I know I'm in my 20s and I'm supposed to party hard. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that's it. Running holidays pretty much. My everyday life is not 
a feeling low. I guess at dark at nighttime, but I have lights in my house, so <laughs> <laughs> I've made solutions to combat when loneliness might strike. Oh, like, okay. it'll be like if loneliness with my mind and knock, hey, hey Omar, I'm coming to hang out with you, wanna be alone together. I'm gonna have these blue lights around my house and like, oh, like you're you got company, you know, in my uh-huh. mind. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I feel most lonely. I have loads of times, so. <laughs> um, I would say I feel most lonely at nighttime, mm. but that's because I'm left with my thoughts. <laughs> like, yeah. they can't be, the there's the no day. one disrupting the thoughts, really. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's during that moment where you're trying to fall asleep, you know, is when I feel most lonely. I think I was definitely, like, as I you know, mentioned earlier, I was really lonely when I was younger growing up because I was an only child and because, you know, I had to play by myself. I had to entertain myself. Um, when I tell you I talked to myself, like, it's real. Like, I would talk to myself like it's nobody's business. Like, are you talking to yourself in third person or are you talking to yourself... Are you talking out loud? Because there's different ways to talk to yourself, and I have practiced multiple <laughs> ways. <laughs> so, which way are you? What's your, what's your go-to talk to yourself when I was <laughs> style? Younger, when I was younger, it was talking out loud, but like to no one else. <laughs> no one else was in the room. Right. But I was talking out loud in the sense that I mean, like, because I didn't have any siblings or anything, I would play make believe. You know, like I would play like oh be a play doctor or a play um cashier whatever you know and so i would just talk to myself (laughs) i don't know why we love being cashiers maybe it's the money Um, (laughs) (laughs) but i (laughs) this is like when you look at it now it's kind of like it is what you know it's what children do but it's also sad but like i would like I would play both parts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be the cashier and the shopper. Because I only had myself there. Right. Um, I would be the patient and the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that monologue. Because I can kind of see it played out on a play. Like a play. Oh, no, it's a good example. Okay, so a good example is if you watch ASMR and they do, like, role plays, like, the doctor Mm. role plays, that's how it would be. So it would be, like, I'm talking, and then in my head, the patient would be talking. But, like... And, like, so I wouldn't be, like, so let's say, like, I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't, like, sit here and act like the doctor and then sit there and act like the patient. Right. I would I'm just thinking. sit here and be the doctor. Okay. And then in my mind, I would be, like, okay, the patient is saying this is what's wrong. And then I, as the doctor, would say, okay, this is <laughs> what loud. you need to do. <laughs> yeah, out loud. <laughs> and I'd have a little clipboard and I'd be, like, okay, la, la, la. thank you for waiting. I'm going to go Did get Did you have something to look at? Like, you have, like, a doll or something, like, to play? No. That patient no, and that, that you are that's playing how you know. I firmly believe that's how I became a writer is because I, w- I don't have to see nothing. But it, in my head, it was a redhead. It was yeah. giving curves. It was giving... Yeah. <laughs> you had everything you needed to have. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, in those moments, I was lonely because I was like, this would be way more fun with an actual person. Yeah. Um, but then there was also the emo- emotional loneliness where it's like, yeah, I was around people. And also... I was around a lot of adults when I was younger because I didn't have any cousins. And as I said, I didn't have any siblings. So I was around a lot of adults. And so as a kid, you can't really relate to what adults are talking about. 
So I would just go into my head and just have conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where I felt emotionally lonely. And I couldn't connect because as a child, I had, I mean, everyone has feelings, right? But like, I was relatively aware of my feelings. And the the adults around me seem to not be aware mm-hmm. of my feelings or their own. Yeah. And so it's hard to, con- when it's hard, when it's like that, it's hard to connect with, even in that way, it's hard to connect. And so you feel emotionally lonely. Yeah. And so those, like when I was younger, those are the times where I felt lonely, loneliest. Um, but now I would say, like I said, at night um, or I would say I feel lonely in the sense that I'm, 25 i've never had a relationship and i think that's a an area where i feel lonely because i'm like oh people are experiencing that and i have no idea what that's like yeah and there was a time in my life like i said before like i was comfortable self-isolating and i saw nothing wrong with that and that's how i am i'm not like that now but that's how i was in the recent past where i was like i don't need a relationship i'm not looking to be in a relationship it seems like a lot of work yeah and i would tell myself these narratives where it's like i don't need that in reality i was just pushing it down like i did need it i just was scared for whatever reason trying to rationalize which i'm not it. ready to get into this episode yeah. <laughs> but yeah i was trying to rationalize like why i wasn't in a relationship yet and why it was okay to not be in a relationship yet which there isn't anything wrong with being older and not being in a relationship if that's truly what you want yeah but if it's something that you deep down want but you're just scared to admit it because of how it looks or you're scared to admit it because it means you have to be vulnerable you're scared to admit it because you have a fear of rejection which is all of the things apply to me okay (laughs) i mean i I ain't hear no lie (laughs) so i think those are the times when i've felt lonely yeah um and right now i'm trying to understand how to combat those feelings of loneliness loneliness um do you have any ideas (laughs) um listen i'm fresh on this on this self-care train like (laughs) two years fresh (laughs) i feel like you need to be on this self-care train for like 15 years to be like okay so do this this and this and it should all work for you um but for me i think as an introvert who feels purpose-driven yeah um, who is surrounded by purpose-driven people, whether they are aware of their emotions or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I, and I'm the type of person who will, I've been I've alone a lot and I will explore. Like, I'm the type of person who will explore. So I don't have an issue with flying on my own to um, New York. I can't relate. I've been to a concert <laughs> to see India on my own. That was like, that's what something that's what I'm like thing. don't understand because like I'm perfectly fine being alone but being outside in the public alone for me is like somehow really scary. It's like when people say I just don't want to be perceived. That's how it is like ignore that I'm here. <laughs> just yeah. let me like just float let me through go. Life. Yeah. 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 And that's I mean when I went to New York I was on that mindset like just let me I'm here for one person and one person only. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone else could cease to exist. Right. And I will be okay. If I'm the only one in that room, if I'm the only person that bought a ticket to see this lady, I will be okay. <laughs> like, I will be okay. And so, like, when I went out there for, like, three days, I met people based just based on my intention of being there. Like, yeah. And they were genuine people who showed me a good time on my birthday. He Like, just <laughs> impromptu. Yeah. Uh, this is... Before COVID. Okay. Pre-COVID, like, 2017-18. So, yeah, it was, like, it was one of those moments where, like, and I really felt liberated. Not only was that concert 
exactly why I need it in terms of energetically, energetic-wise, in terms of, like, feeling like I'm meant to produce. I'm mm-hmm. meant to, like, create yeah. whatever whatever I'm supposed to create. Like, I'm not a person. I'm not... I don't feel like I'm a person who's supposed to be behind a desk Amen. for the rest of my life. Yes. I got, I don't have that that urge, urgency. Yeah. And I think my, I think our parents set us up for that life, but I feel like it's just a just in case. Yeah. It's like a just in case you don't know what it is you want to do. So like, don't be stupid. Get a job that will pay that a life for you to live out a hundred years if you diet <laughs> correctly right. and exercise like you're supposed to, re- recommended wise, and don't really want to grow. Um, exponentially you don't want to evolve you don't care about anything else other than being living on this earth like yeah cool do that but and i don't mean to downplay it that was really dramatic but like <laughs> at the same time i have a strong belief that every soul is different every soul is supposed mm-hmm. to be doing something yeah um and when you and when you look at history every human wasn't doing the same thing yeah and this and the world hasn't grown to be what it is because everybody did the same thing so why are we feeling pressure even now to conform you know what i'm saying and not speak up and not be as vocal as media social media has allowed us to and and be a productive way maybe the fear of speaking up is because not to be like cheesy or anything but like because it is lonely <laughs> like being the one person who takes a different path yeah which i've realized for myself like when we started this episode i was saying i felt stuck and i feel stuck creatively and in my career yeah and i think that is lonely in the sense because like sometimes i would question i don't really question it now but i used to question like why did i choose the major i chose why did i want to be a writer it's lonely and it's not the easy path, but I've learned to realize that, like, that path is often lonely because it isn't easy and because a lot yeah. of people are scared to take that path. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I mean, if I if I was meant – if I was the person I am right now back then, yeah, I probably would have chosen the easy path, but that's because of the knowledge of where I am right now. But, like – if for some reason back then I was courageous enough to take that scary path and it's proven to be lonely so far, but like I'm having the expectation and the hope that going forward, it won't be as lonely because my goals will be achieved and I'll find people who are like-minded. Yeah. And so go ahead. I want to say like, I just, I feel like for me <laughs> in my life path decisions, I kind of always, you. I think people know like you either do what you feel you're called to do, whether it be something artistic and creative direction, producing, mm-hmm. whatever, or you do something that's more mundane and, yeah. like, routine. Like, you can have a routine and salary, a salary and, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think... I think as a child, I knew you had to choose either one or the other. Now... As an adult, um, I wish I would have gone like the more creative and just gone gun hold on that just because I probably would have had the support that I was fearful I wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I probably would be just, 
I just feel like I'll be a lot further <laughs> creatively than I am. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm just like, I feel like I was artistically, creatively stuck for a oh, long okay. time, emotionally stuck for a long time, mm-hmm. physically stuck for a long time. So like I'm just now I feel like I'm catching up. And not to say like my twenties were wasted, but like I've learned hard lessons. I've got I've gained some really insightful wisdom. But it cost, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, like, now, moving forward, I can look back at the real view with in my car mm-hmm. and know what it is I'm going towards, yeah. honestly. And, you know what I'm saying? And not have the, I have to choose either way for the sake of people, for the sake of me and, you know, presenting, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. The way that I've learned to combat feelings of loneliness is to, like, accept it (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I feel like the first step is acceptance right and Mm -hmm. just like accept that like I'm having this feeling this emotion and then after that what can I do to disrupt that feeling and emotion yeah um because to me I've just realized that like no emotion is forever right so like you may feel depressed but that's not gonna last forever and you may feel lonely but that's not gonna last forever and so how can I, in an artificial way, <laughs> you know, because sometimes when you're stuck, it's hard to naturally move out of those feelings. So how can I, in an artificial way, push myself out of that loneliness? And for me, that's like focusing on self-discovery. Like, I, which is weird to me because I feel like I very much know myself. Yeah. But I feel like there's always more to know. And because we are evolving and changing what I thought I wanted five years ago might have changed. And so for me, I'm trying to ask myself those questions like, what do I want for myself in the next 10 years? What do I want from a relationship one day? What, how do I like to spend my time alone? And what kind of activities or hobbies do I want to explore? How do I want to express myself to the world? Like, do I want to write more? Do I want to take up painting? you know like what can I do to express myself to the world more and what can I do to grow as a person yeah and I think that's helped me combat my feelings of loneliness because you know I might when I start that activity like let's say I start you know writing that story I'm now immersed in that world I'm no longer thinking about how I'm lonely I'm thinking about one I'm writing a story this is cool yeah two I'm doing something that makes me happy and that is also constructive. Yeah. And I think allowing yourself just that knowledge, like, I'm actually doing something that a lot of people, not even a lot of, not even try to compare yourself, but, like, understanding, like, nobody's on, like, nobody's time but God's. And mm-hmm. if you, I don't know anybody else's belief, but my belief, my core belief is knowing that I'm eternal and that my soul is going to live on regardless of the vessel the vessel and the temple that is holding it, you know? And yeah. so think about my legacy and what I'm creating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're creating, producing, doing things that you love, you're doing it out of purpose because you feel like you want to do it and you're in this regular joy. But then you're, and haphazardly, like you're, yeah. <laughs> you're actually creating legacy. Yeah. And so then you got to think about how do you want to prolong your legacy and that's where I think families come in and how to create a dynamic is is important because it's going to affect how your children's children see themselves. Yeah. 
when they when they don't have anybody and where you can't tell them exactly what what your intention was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're looking at history, wondering what the intention was, only to know that whether the intention was good or bad, what happened happened, and it had to happen for us to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who struggles with being alone? Um, like you said, loneliness isn't always, depression isn't going to last always. Um, whether it ebbs and flows, it's going to do that ebb and flow. Yeah. And so learn to um, flow with it ask yourself questions why am i feeling this way and and if you come up with the same que- answer five times and the six and you want to and it doesn't sound or feel right try something new you know what i'm saying like ask yourself a different question or really dig deep and being honest um about your feeling of loneliness cuz i think a lot of and a lot of times our feeling of loneliness now in the social media age comes out of lack of stroking one's ego and not knowing how to really healthily do that for yourself Mm -hmm. and not look and post on social media for the sake of hoping to receive feedback but not not banking on it or not thinking that your self-worth is attached to that um and that can make you feel lonely so Definitely ebb and flow. Learn to just find what makes you happy and passionate about. What do you have? You have any advice? A great way to cope with being alone is to find a hobby that you can do that is singular that you can do by yourself, mm-hmm. um, and immerse yourself in that. I think also. You know, you can go on a walk by yourself. You can, like, do something that takes you outside of your own experience as well. Like, whether that's giving back to the community in some sort of way. Um, I would also recommend reading because, and not just, like, reading for self-help, but, like, reading all types of genres because it can take you outside of your own world. It's like you can, and it's a constructive way, in a sense, to read um about a world that isn't your own and get wrapped up in that um and feel like you're connected to characters or feel like that so that you don't feel so alone and like in your own head yeah i think i would also recommend journaling if you're alone and not journaling just like oh today i ate two eggs you know like journaling in the sense that it's constructive like try to find prompts that ask you self-discovery questions, learn about yourself. You know, for me, specifically at my age, I'm using my alone time so that I can become a better person, so that I can become prepared for a relationship, so that I can be, you know, no one's going to be perfect, but I want to be able to evolve and grow so that I know who I am before I get into a relationship and I know what I need. Yeah, and And you know how you're going to, how you expect to evolve. Yeah, and yeah. what I expect from other people as well. Definitely. And so for me, when I'm journaling, I'm figuring out what I'm expecting from others. I'm figuring out what I expect from myself, figuring out what I want out of life. And so I'm using that alone time in a constructive way um, so that when I look back on it, it was like, yeah, I was alone, and maybe sometimes I was lonely, but at least it was I used that time and those feelings 
in a constructive way so that it helps me to get to where I am now, yeah. you know, in the future. Yeah. Now I want to add, um, with feeling alone, I think a lot, I think in my head, I don't know if any other black man thinks this way, where, um, we all we always get the label of either you're a thug or you like a nerd or a square, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Those are the two basic spectrums of our <laughs> of our reality. <laughs> right. And so I just want for the give advice to the black person, black man, black boy who thinks that he's limited to whatever you see a black person on T V do. Versus what you feel in your heart you want to do, whether that be play a different sport outside of football and basketball. Yeah. Like, I know I have a friend that is, um, they play, he plays, um, it's some sport that sounds just so. <laughs> what not, is it? I, what is, is it? Is it polo? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Okay. Lacrosse. Uh huh. And I've heard of lacrosse growing up because in the suburbs you kind of hear it there and here and there, but it's not nothing that I or any other black person that I know will ever get into. So <laughs> okay. for for me to have a friend that's into lacrosse, heavy uh-huh. like training, co- he a coach and everything. Like to know that you are like he's I can see myself in him and know that he can able to do something else outside mm-hmm. of whatever we were kind of programmed to think we were limited to do. Yeah. Um. We're we're seeing more programming. Issa Ray or Issa Ray. Issa, is it Issa Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Issa Ray doing um. Yeah. She got her 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 show Insecure that like did a lot for us as a culture to see. Yeah. What it is that we need to see that we didn't know we need to see. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, explore, black people, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely explore. Yeah, be conscious and expect stress. Mm-hmm. And, and but, like, the different stress you're going to experience is worth going through, especially if you are looking to understand healthy expression of that stress and creating an environment in your life that allows you to move beyond the loneliness that kind of comes up on a day-to-day basis for some of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. I would also advise that, like, if you're feeling lonely, reach out to someone, you know? Like, talk to a family member that won't make you feel more lonely. <laughs> yeah. And talk to friends and, you know, try to find a friend group or something to make you feel less lonely. And, I mean, this is dependent on your attachment style, I guess, but... If you're someone who's anxiously attached, try to respect other people's boundaries in the sense that, like, it's fine to form those connections because those those are necessary parts of life, but it's also necessary to be able to spend time alone. Yeah. And so respect, you know, even though others haven't respect your boundaries, be the person that you wish the, those people were to you. So be the person who does respect boundaries and know that, like, just because you're not near them doesn't mean they're not thinking about you, doesn't mean they're not still accessible to you. It just means they need space. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how attached I am to the idea that, of faking it till you make it because I think a lot of reasons <laughs> people just do it naturally. Mm-hmm. But, like, for good intentions, good purposes, like healthy living, healthy lifestyle, I think faking that idea till you make it works. Yeah. Like, being extremely positive when you don't feel like being negative works after a long after a while because it's not almost like when you 
change your mindset, people who were around you while you were in that lower vibrational state of mind, you won't feel the need to be around them anymore. One because they're still in they're still in their mess. Mm-hmm. And their mess is affecting how you are dealing with yours. Right. And actually working on yours. And so with that being said, I, and so when you start working on yourself, when you start healing and doing the work and practicing and having the the stress necessary to kind of get through it all, just like remember um, you're not alone and you have people who are going to come into your life when you least expect it and to give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to give everybody you, you know what I'm saying? Right. But at least allow people to, the opportunity to know who you are. And if you don't feel the right vibe, then don't force it. But like, if you if you genuinely in that moment, like, wow, this is a dope person. I want to share this. Do, because I I nine times out of ten, the last two years, I've been asked for meaningful conversations, and every conversation that I've had that was meaningful happened because someone hesitated with saying something, but said it because they allowed themselves. Because I have, I I made a space for them yeah. to feel comfortable enough to say what they needed to say, and it saved me because it allowed me to know what hum- humility is. Because I'm not a god, but I know who God is in me, and so to know that I'm worth something, I know that I'm purpose to do something. I make people feel good, and people make me feel good. Like it just makes me doing what I'm doing now worth the stress that I may feel in the moment because it's worth it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Help I'm Sad. If you liked what you heard and want to support the show, please subscribe or follow and share the podcast with family and friends. Also, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show. And we would love to create a community for Help I'm Sad listeners. So don't be shy. Interact with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Help I'm Sad Pod and on Twitter at Help I'm Sad underscore pod. We will be back next month with another episode. Until then, love, light, and peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.